my god! Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about ice bathing and cold water immersion? I know you're totally obsessed by it. It's something that you talk about a lot and do in various forms. Yeah. I mean, we get in the ocean most mornings, but I also, I luckily work at Peninsula Hot Springs that has a, a four degrees pool. So I'll get into that pool each day for three times three minutes with 15 minutes sauna in between. And then I've taken on doing the Wim Hof breathing you know who Wim Hof is? Yeah, yeah. He's like Steve Irwin for the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without the wild animals. Um, he's the Iceman, as we all know. The Dutch guy, he holds records for swimming under ice and submerging himself in an ice bath for an hour and 52 minutes. It's getting a bit of a reputation, though, isn't it? There's loads of Facebook groups where dudes are basically showing off how long they can stay in the ice for and it's becoming a bit of a pissing contest yeah there's a real hero aspect to it you know guys just showing they can do 10 12 minutes mm. good but, for you for saying you can do three yeah <laughs> but that's not really the point i mean the benefits for it are, you know athletes got into it first for their muscles and dealing with their inflammation it boosts your immune system improves your cardiovascular system helps you burn fat improves insulin sensitivity, improves your sleep, improves your sex. Sure does. It helps you manage your stress better. I think my main reason I love doing it is just it's a real discipline. So I'll do that each day. I mean, I grew up the youngest of seven kids. We backed onto 200 acres of bush. Um, there was no discipline whatsoever. You're just like the wild boy of Vermont. Well, my parents were over having kids by this point. And so <laughs> you literally, there was, no, there was no homework. You didn't have to do anything other than come home and eat a meal. Now, we are also going off on holiday and we're going to the seaside village of Southwold and Iceland. Yeah, so Southwold's in the UK. My family goes there all the time. It's very picturesque, but it's unbelievably windy and cold. Even in June, July, there's like this torrent of wind coming off the North Sea. And the water temperature in Iceland is going to come in at two degrees. It should be about the same then. I doubt any people in Iceland actually swim in their sea. So they probably don't, but you will be. And because the only people you see swimming in Southwold have full-on wetsuits and they're the serious swimmers, not people getting in for fun and frolics. Which is what you're going to do. I'm not that convinced. You're going to have to work a bit harder to All right, well, I've got fun. a statistic for you then. Right. <laughs> Cold water immersion has been shown by neuroscientist TJ Power to cause a dopamine spike that's two and a half times the regular level, similar to the potency of cocaine. Is that enough incentive for you, though? That is more of an incentive. Yeah. Okay. Not only that, but whereas your dopamine levels peak around nine minutes after snorting a line and then crash quickly, cold water's dopamine increase is more gradual, lasting over two and a half hours. And then you also don't get that crappy mood crash. All right, well, I can see in all seriousness why loads of people took this up during the pandemic when, A, there were many things you could do, but B, you just need to know you're alive, right? Yeah, and that's when I got into it. There's a, a friend down the coast, Janine Willis, who's a surfer. We committed every day to jumping in the water and it started in winter, and it was great. I'm also going to be talking to Professor Mark Cohen, and he set up the ice bath at Peninsula Hot Springs. Mm. And I'm going to also speak to some icebergers in Port Melbourne some very extreme swimmers. Okay. Okay, so we good. Let's talk to Janine. Let's do it. 
You're listening to Spirit Levels, the podcast that pressure tests the wellness industry. I'm journalist Jenny Valentish. Every week with my partner, actor-filmmaker Frank McGree, we'll immerse ourselves in wellness practices from the pseudo to the sensible, and we'll thresh out the benefits. I'm here with Janine Willis. Now, Janine, we jumped in the deep end in winter, didn't we? We did start in winter. I was started in the middle of winter, so no kind of like acclimatising, because they say your body can acclimatise. Yeah. Um, we just went for it. I, I think we got to do some breathing exercises at the beginning. We That's got right. That. That's right. Breathing. And of course, the link between breath and wimp off and cold and all of that came into play. So what did the cold therapy mean to you during that time? Like, mm. how important was it? Oh, it was everything. Yeah. It was everything. It was... Um, a way for the cells in my body to actually feel alive. Um, it was a way for friendship to evolve. It was a way for me to digest what was happening in my world in the sense of, you know, we're both artists and creatives and everything was cancelled. So it was a beautiful way to digest all of that. I'm thinking about it now. It's like, you know, if you think about Wim Hof and the ice, like that was all that was all out of necessity, like survival. Mm. And yeah, okay, we weren't like physically dying in the in the ice, but we were kind of dying in a way. Like yeah. our souls were dying and being reborn through this process. Like it was literally it. a religious like <laughs> experience, wasn't it? Yeah, and a lot of people did get into this same thing. Yeah, like it was. It was it was really common to hear people were all jumping in the ocean. It was, it was. And now I go down to Albert Park Beach and do the cold water swimming on the weekends. There are so many people down there yeah. swimming. It's, it's insane. And it's beautiful. You know, they're alive. They're like the ones you want to meet. What you feel afterwards, emotionally and physically, is amazing. Oh, you've stepped through the portal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How gorgeous. Now we're going to hear from Dr. Mark Cohen about using cold water therapy for mental resilience. Mark is a university professor, medical doctor, biohacker and extreme wellness expert. He is also the Director of Medicine, Science and Education at Peninsula Hot Springs, the place I work at. You'll often see him wandering around in his white robe and he designed the four degrees cold plunge pool I get in. Hey Mark, so what sparked your interest in cold and hot therapies? I remember the first cold water experience I ever had would have been 12 or 13 and we were hiking in the high plains in Victoria and we came to this little alpine lake that was in the shade and there was still snow around it and we were really hot so I thought I'm going to go for a swim and, and that lake was yeah it would have been two three four degrees and just the intensity and the clarity it brought and the exhilaration afterwards just stimulated and then many years later I started having contact with Wim Hof and the guys who were running Wim Hof sessions here in Australia I've done research on breathing and I've done research on saunas and yoga and meditation and mindfulness. So I actually wrote up a lecture on the science behind the Wim Hof method and realised that a cold is an incredible therapy and it actually complements heat. So you can do cold alone or you can do heat alone, but when you do both, they actually synergise. When you do heat, your blood vessels open and your heart pounds. But then when you do cold, you get immediate vasoconstriction and you get an adrenaline rush but once you're over that your mind starts to calm down and then when your body realizes you're not going to get out your brain starts to turn itself off and that's a survival mechanism because your your brain your monkey mind takes about 25 percent of your oxygen and when it realizes it's not going to get out it turns itself off to conserve heat 
So it becomes a forced mindfulness. You've exercised your psychology, your you know your willpower. Your blood vessels have been opened and closed. It's like a bicep curl for the hundred thousand kilometres of blood vessels in your body, all lined by smooth muscle, and you feel great. What about what cold water therapy does for our mental health and resilience? It activates your fight and flight, so you get the adrenaline response, and the whole sympathetic nervous system comes into action. And there are ways you can control your parasympathetic nervous system to stimulate it and you can actually make better decisions because when you're under stress so that in that fight and flight um, mode which a lot of people are in under, as a baseline you know anxious people you can't think straight and that's by design because when you're trying to you know run from a tiger or have a battle you don't want to have to think about it you want to act instinctively so your thinking mind your rational mind turns off i remember i was teaching groups of, of people to do ice bathing and um, coming up with ways that you can activate your parasympathetic nervous system. And that way you can be relaxed under stress. The James Bond effect. So I came up with the 10 hacks to relax. They're things that you do when you're safe in your cave. So, so the sympathetic nervous system would make you ready for fight and flight. So you clench your fist, tighten your stomach, blood's going to your muscles. But when you've you know, saved your life and you go back to your cave, and that's when you heal. That's when you sleep. That's when you eat. That's when you fix your nets. So the 10 hacks to relax, that simulate those, and they're simple. Touch all your fingers, wiggle your toes, soften your stomach, breathe through your nose, sigh, smile, swallow, sing, flutter your eyelids, and focus within. So if you do those activities when you're in an ice bath, or any time you're scared, anxious, upset, or in pain, those activities will signal to your body that you're safe and in control. Yeah. It's building resilience. So hormetic stress is, is when you stress your body, so the next time that stress comes, you just set your willpower in your mind and you just get on with it. And going to cold actually helps with that. There's a lot of talk about brown fat. Exposing your body to cold activates brown fat, the good fat. If you think about our evolutionary ancestors, as winter would come on, you can generate heat using your muscles when shivering and you know, teeth chattering, but then you can't use your muscles for other things. So what happens is your body upregulates its metabolism, and the best way to upregulate heat production is to produce brown fat. It's like white fat, but it's located around your blood vessels. I think of it as like a heater unit around your core. It's laden with mitochondria, that's why it looks brown. But those mitochondria are thermogenically decoupled which means instead of producing energy for chemical reactions or muscle contraction, they just produce heat. And their preferential fuel is white fat, because white fat is the most energy-dense fuel you have in your body, and you don't want to use glucose, which is you know, important for your brain and your other organs. So you end up upregulating brown fat production and burning white fat. Okay, Jenny, it's the last day in Southwold. How's your experience been? <laughs> um, you know, it's been moments I've come out of the sea and I've felt really high. And and then yesterday I felt like... And today the idea of getting in is actually bullshit. <laughs> it hasn't got any warmer, has it? No, there's people around with... Uh, it's the second day of summer, actually, but there's people around with woolly hats um, yeah, there's there's down-filled jackets. Even dogs have got jackets. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a northerly wind. It's never left. down off the pier. Yeah. 
Trade winds. I don't want to get in, but you're going to, right? Okay, let's go. That was Southwold, and Jenny did really well. Iceland was next, and what a magical place. We swam at the base of a waterfall at a black sand beach, but by far the favourite spot was a two degrees glacier lagoon with icebergs in the background. Unfortunately, this is the audio from that recording. Okay, we're back in Australia and Jenny is on a roll. She's taken up the challenge of doing a week in the four degrees pool at Peninsula Hot Springs, the one I get into, as she's going to build up to doing three minutes. How are you feeling, sweetie? I'm feeling pretty good. So we've had the warm up, if you like, of getting in the sauna, the cold plunge, 30 seconds in the ice bath. And then this is the second round, three minutes? minutes, three minutes. It's a good release. No, this is not for me. Yeah. Just put a bit more neck in. How are we up to now? Ten seconds. Might as well start making it over here. You can dip your head under if you want to. No, wait. Fair enough. Okay. Good job. You smashed it. Yeah. That is what we expect from all of you. While Jenny warms up again in the hot pool, I'm off to meet some extreme cold plungers, the Port Melbourne Icebergers, who swim each morning all year round for up to an hour just in their swimmers. This is Al and Marianne, who are training for a very risky challenge. Okay, I'm here with Al. So Al, um, set the scene, where are we? We're at the Port Melbourne Lifesaving Club. It's a northerly, fortunately, but that brings the cold from the mountains. Um, Seas calm. Temperature? Oh, about 12 degrees. How long were you out there this morning? Uh, only for about an hour. So only for about an hour. <laughs> only for about an hour, yeah. So You're it, also wearing just shorts, right? Oh, we just cosy. Yeah, yeah. Just revealers, as we call them. <laughs> or, or in this weather, not revealers. And you're about to do something very extreme. Yes, um, there's uh, three of us are, are about to do the winter rip swim, um, which is down, takes place near Port Phillip Heads. And the Heads is quite an extreme place. It's, very it's an extreme place. You've got these extreme currents can go around there, hence the rip. Yeah. And how long will that swim take? Between an hour 15 and an hour and a half, depending on the currents, all going well. The feeling of getting into that water, the focus is on survival. It's, it's, I know that sounds extreme, but it's when the water is freezing cold, all you have to focus on your breath, you have to focus on being calm and not panicking, and yeah. then just enjoying what you're doing. And what about the health benefits for you? Oh, um, well, weight loss, you shiver yourself thin. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, the just from cardiovascular, the whole kit and caboodle. It's it's just it, like swimming is just a great all-round sport. You add on the component of being more difficult when it gets colder, yeah. um, but certainly the the social aspect of it alone is also is, is also beneficial. It's the best way to start the day. Yeah, like we start at six thirty in the mornings here, and it is pitch black. You watch the sunrise, and as just watching the sunrise from out in the water is its a privilege. I'm here with Marianne. How long have you been swimming in the cold? 
my whole life I guess love swimming and I always I always feel like being able to swim in the cold is like a superpower because you go places so often and they're beautiful but people will be like oh it's so cold I can't swim and it's like not if you're if you've got good cold tolerance then you can swim anywhere and yeah it's lovely and it's kind of special my thinking of the swimming with the cold is that you have to embrace it and you have to kind of give yourself up to being cold and in order to do that you can't be tense you have to just kind of relax into it and I find that it makes me slow down and it makes me calm and it makes me peaceful um, I'm quite a stressy person but when I swim I'm very focused on what I'm doing I've had a lot history of anxiety and depression and it helps me like quite often I'll come down in the morning and I'll be like, oh my god, I'm so anxious today, I'm so anxious today. And then, partly it's the people as well, you know, they rally and give you a hug and say, oh, don't worry, it's okay, come on, let's swim. And then, as soon as you hit the water, it goes, like it just goes, and feel calm and feel like, oh, it's okay. And like, if you can do this, then everything else is fine. Okay, sweetheart. How did you find your cold water experiences? I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. It's very exhilarating. And just hearing from all the guests was great too. Like listening to Marianne and she was talking about her idea of starting the day with a cold water swim. It kind of gives you a superpower. You know, you can take on anything, yeah. which is great because it's almost like the idea of a vaccine. You know, it's a small dose of something immunizes you against a greater threat. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. And we have gone to the ritual of each morning, getting up for a walk and going for a swim. And you do feel supercharged for the day. Mm. Now I've got a surprise for you, sweetheart. Oh, yeah? Now you know I'm building you a sauna at your house. Yeah. Luxury sauna made of rock and and recycled timbers. But next to it now is going to be your own ice bath. <laughs> so we got a chest freezer off Marketplace for $100. And then you seal all the joints with silicon. That's an easy job. Um, and I'm insulating around my ice freezer. So it's a timber frame with insulation internally to mm. keep it nice and cold. And steps. And some beautiful steps going up to it. Um, then a thermostat. I bought the Inkbird, which is a really good one. $69. It's Wi-Fi, so you can set the temperature even if you're away from from the ice chest. So there's no getting away from this. There's no getting away. Oh, we can that's... be hours away and I'll set it for oh, one it's degree. It's not cold enough. <sighs> and then for filtration, a lot of people can buy expensive filtrations, setups. Is this in case someone pees in it? This is in case the water goes a bit mank. Mm. But we're in a situation where it's just us two. A lot of people have people coming over to their house, so it's advised to get a filtration system. But we luckily have the expert hot springs advising us, and we're just going to use a little bit of chlorine, and then we're going to dump our that, water. That was the expert advice. <laughs> well, it is the, the, the dose is the expert advice. And then we're going to dump our water every month or so. Okay. So it's simple. I mean, that's a couple hundred dollars. But Frank, you know you were talking at the top of the show about how plunging in an ice bath is better than a cocaine high. I didn't say it was better. Uh, I said... <laughs> I, I'm saying it's it's as good. It releases more dopamine than for longer. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably true because I also found a study with rats and it was immersing these rats in cold water. That's mean. And then giving them access to cocaine. And they went for cocaine even more than normal after their ice bath. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I think basically if your reward system has been revved up, 
then you're looking for another high to sustain it. Yeah, that's interesting because I do get really high after doing ice bathing. Mm. When I finish work around four o'clock and I know I'm about to go into the ice bath, I get this like high. Like know, jonesing. Yeah, like I'm just about to score. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I'm looking forward to it. And then even though the first 30 seconds to a minute in ice, like four degrees ice, is hell, but you've been weirdly looking forward to it because you know the high you're going to have at the end of this session. Mm. What I love about coming out of the cold water, when you do it with the heat as well, with the sauna, is you go from one to the other and you've got this, like, a, a glow, an inner glow. There used to be this UK breakfast called Ready Brick, and the adverts had these kids leaving for school in really shitty, slushy weather. What, but they'd England, have, yeah, England summer. England, yeah. But they'd, have a, they'd be outlined with a red glow. And uh, it just... It's how I, it's how I imagine me walking around after getting out of the ice bath and sauna because your torso in particular just kind of radiates heat yeah it's great i fucking love it so you're addicted as well now yeah, yeah. i'll leave you with a comment from one of the icebergers tash it is like a drug like it's a healthy <laughs> drug i felt i saw it like a um you know those etchogram things that just go and clean, you know, that the, the kids have. And I felt like it would do that to my mind. It would just, like, wipe my mind clear and have me really present. Um, That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Choo-choo. You have been listening to Spirit Levels. Thanks so much to Dr. Mark Cohen, Janine Willis, the Port Melbourne Icebergers, and, of course, my partner in crime, Jenny Valentich. See you next time. <laughs>